0: So France, survive. I think you know what I'm going to talk about after that intro. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Round the Outside podcast. And yeah, it's not one I probably planned on making. I hope that there was a I, I mean, there was a slight part of me that hoped that we'll be going a little bit further in this World Cup, but. England been knocked out, we've been knocked out by the world champions. Just so you know, I, I don't plan talking about pretty much anything else. I just want to have. I've had the emotion in me and I still just want to get it out now. Because I'm really annoyed for, for some reasons which I'm going to go over. So. I don't know where to start, honestly. I mean, the first one I'll probably say is you know, credit to France. I think that's what world champions do, they just they're able to create moments even if they they were probably the let's be honest, they weren't the better team. They were definitely the England were probably the better team. They deserve to win. But, you know sometimes, um, you know, you just know you the best team doesn't win. Um and I feel like England just didn't take their chances. And I'll I'll go on to England in a second, but France absolutely smashed it, you know, just brilliant the whole game. And, you know, always in the game, I think they had that sort of they had that sort of belief that they were always, always going to win. I think they had just their their, their match winners is just delivered for them. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to try and think of you know how it, it it's just showing that they they still have it, they still have it, and they're still um, a brilliant a uh, a brilliant team. And I think a lot of people definitely doubted them going into this tournament, but I think they they've just shown that they're still a brilliant team. And genuinely, very very impressed by them. And honestly, best of luck. Um. To um to any any um to the, to the French and any um I know a, a few I think some of you from French listen to this podcast but any if you're listening to this in your French good luck to you seriously and just um le français gagne la coupe du monde which means in in French that so means may the French win the World Cup well, I'm not saying they might they they might and just best bushes, generally, and generally very, very impressed, but the main thing is, let's talk about England, I, I don't know really where to start with it, but I think it's just, around the country, there's a, a massive feeling of what just happened, and there was one thing happening there, one thing, just everything was going on, and we, there was so much build-up of, it's England against Mbappe, we, we need to stop Mbappe, this shows that, the build-up means nothing, we're too optimistic, I'm trying, so not to sweat, but I'm, what I'm trying to say, we're way too optimistic about pr- pretty much every tournament, we're always thinking, we're, okay, it's just Mbappe, we've got to be, if we keep him quiet, we're good, it's not them, look how many good players, if I, I I'm going to read out the lineup they had today, they're Lloris, Koundé, Varane, Uwe Mekano, Han- Hernandez, Tushinemi, Rabio, Dembele, Griezmann, Mbappe, Giroud. It's not just Mbappe, is it? It's There's so many matchmen out there. Even on the bench, they had Saliba, Kingsley Coman, Eduardo Camavinga. M- yeah, they had Fafana as well. Pavard, Guendouzi, Ma- Marcus Turan, Canate. These are good players. And bear in mind, they, l- they didn't have Benzema. They didn't have um, Lucas Hernandez as well what what is it within with english with us us english fans us being so confident of us beating unorganized teams and then we get to be an organized team and we lose and we we dominated the game as well this just shows that it doesn't matter you dominate the game it's the goals that matter it's the goals that matter i swear to god man it's 57% 50, 57% possession, 16 shots, 18, 8 shots on target, bear in mind, Lloris probably saved about 7 of them. F- 5 corners, which doesn't really matter, 10 fouls. Yeah, that means nothing, it's about the goals, which we only scored 1 of them. Bear in mind, we could have scored 2 if Harry Kane scored that penalty, and to be fair, we had a couple other chances as well. It means nothing! Yeah. Le- okay. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's talk about it, shall we? Let's talk about that Harry Kane penalty. And I, he, the, uh, Landon Donovan, I think, had a really good summary of it on Fox Sports. He he was he picked probably to go to the right. Larice went that way, and then he was just trying to get it get it over, um, and it just blazed over the bar. I I couldn't watch. And then just when you hear, oh, he's missed. That's just like a straight to rock bottom, you know. I mean, a lot of people are probably, I think the, the referee is probably getting a, a lot of the blame, you know. I, I think, I definitely think the referee didn't do a great job. There were so many stone-dead fouls he should have given. Like the one on second and first half. especially in the first half. There were so many fouls he should have given. And even like any person on the street who's refereeing that game would probably have given. Um, bias bias out of the way. What else? I mean, Garrett Garrett Southgate. I think I, I I know that the players might take the blame. I I know a lot of people will be putting blame on Kane, Bellingham for that first goal. He probably should have blocked it. He kept his o- his legs open, and Pickford couldn't see it. Which bear in mind, if he if um Pickford could see it, he probably would have saved it. I think Southgate needs to take some debate. Um, uh, let me explain. Gareth Southgate, here's the substitutions he made. He brought on Rashford in the 85th minute, Sterling in the 79th minute, Mount in the 79th minute, and Grealish in the 98th minute. Let me show you that again. Jack Grealish came on in the 98th minute. What are you playing at? Marcus Rashford, he gave him five minutes. Barrowman, he he scored three. He got he scored two against Wales. Had like the game of his life, and then he dropped him against Senegal because he didn't think he was good enough. And he brought him on to save the game up with five minutes to go. And Barrowman, he had a free kick which he, which he nearly scored. Give him at least ten more minutes. Come on. This is probably the first time you guys have heard me rage, but it's good. It's for a good reason. Raheem Sterling, he put out. He put too much loyalty into him. Just came back from the um, burger. I'm not sure there's sort of any sort of mental struggling for him. He didn't perform. He didn't play well enough. Mason Mount. I mean, he he won the penalty, but let's be honest. Lucas and Henn- I think it was was it Taylor Lucas? I think it was Taylor. Just ran. He ran into him. Just barged into him. This isn't rugby. Just ran into him, and he and he was like going up to the referee like, oh please, please don't give the penalty. Don't give the penalty. What do you expect? Like, what, what do you expect? How, who isn't going to get that penalty? Just, it ran straight into him. Straight into him. And then, what, what else? Jack Greenish. I think a lot of us wanted Greenish to come on way earlier. Because he thought, I think he definitely could have given a little bit of a spark and sort of brought England back into the game. Um, if he was brought maybe in even like 15 minutes to go. Uh, these are some of the comments that are just, um, coming out. I know this isn't really chronological, but these are the comments. So, Simon has said, I think, I think I would have preferred us to lose, to have lost 5-0 in all honesty. That was heartbreaking. Um, the other one is, just heartbreaking to lose like that. England's best chance to win a World Cup in my lifetime. See you all in another four years. Yeah, let's talk about that. I'm, I'm going to say this, right? I'm going to sort of be a little bit, um... Um, Leading towards my privacy, I'm 12 years old, right? I I think the first tournament I watched England playing, What was it? Um, I watched a little bit of the 2014 World Cup. Um, but uh, the main one was Euro 2016. Shambles, lost to Iceland, got knocked out, played terribly. Then we watched the 2018 World Cup. That was positive Gareth Southgate's first tournament. And then this one, I mean, no, Euro t- Euro 2020 was obviously um disappointing because we probably should have won that and the penalties but this one just it feels different yeah if it feels five. Fu- yeah obviously if it was five no we wouldn't felt better because we would have been better be- be- beaten by the better team but we're the better team in this game like uh, yeah it happened it sort of happens when you're a better team like look at morocco for example like morocco beat spain having like one percent possession beat Portugal again. Um, when they were less dominant, look at what they're doing. They've always had this sort of knack. They've always had the knack of getting goals. We need that. We need that killer instinct. We need that, that sort of, you know, that sort of reckless attitude, sort of that no mercy attitude. We need that, um, rather than just being so sort of lenient and waiting for the goals to come. Um, Rob Green, I, I think this is really good. Um, something that Rob Green said um on the bbc coverage um he said that France they had two big moments in the game when they were on top and they scored from them both that's a sign of a really good side england had far more where they were on top and they couldn't capitalize that's sort of a showing that you know that's what england need harry kane's good okay he's one of the best drags in the world but look at the other like the other ones that we had chances of like the sack had a couple chances even even like i think mcguire had a couple chances even that header um i think from a corner I can't remember what minute it was, but Harry Maguire had a great chance from that corner, and he just couldn't capitalize on it. And also, look at the other look, look at the players that could not have taken the chances on the bench. He had Callum Wilson, James Madison on the bench. I mean, he brought on Grealish, Sterling, and Rashford obviously, and he had to bring them on to save the game. Trent was on the bench. Trent would have been very helpful this week, this year, um, this game. Mm-hmm. We needed Trent in this game because Trent, uh, yeah. Who cares about his defensive abilities? But Mbappe, I think. Walker didn't manage him well, but Trent was so good, especially with that free kick you should have brought him on, and also with sort of creating opportunities. he'd have given us even more opportunities which, let's be honest, we probably would have probably would have scored um even though we hadn't taken our chances very well. I said decent start. I already mentioned this but sixteen shots, eight shots on target. Come on man, ah oh, take the chances it's not it's not that hard. I feel like a couple of chances I'm not trying to be biased towards myself here, but I think the couple a couple of chances, you know. We just take just take them. You know, even maybe like look at look look at Morocco. look at Moro- I mean, not Morocco probably, but like um Argentina. Messi is the only one taking the chances and scoring. If there's so many other players, like Julian Alvarez, uh, Paredes was also a good one as well. I think Enzo Fernandez scored a couple as well. Um and um I think it was I think Acuna. I think I forgot. What, I forgot what his name was. But um, uh, McAllister as well. Yeah, McAllister, um, took his chances as well. We can't just have what we can't just rely on Harry Kane. We need to have more of a, we need to have more pillars to hold that attacking setup up. Um. But I think let's talk about um one thing I want to talk about is Garrett Southgate. I genuinely, I genuinely think this is the end of the road with Gareth Southgate. England have, I feel like England have one of the best teams in the world right now. They're definitely in their golden generation, where we have such we have a brilliant set of talent, brilliant set of um, we even have so much depth. That's what makes England such a good force. I think England need a better coach now. Gareth Southgate, look, look, I just feel like he's no caring of form when it comes to selecting an actual team. Like, yeah, with a 23, 26-man squad, he big players for in form, yeah. But when it comes to picking the actual team, he's no case for form. He just hates form. Like, look at the team he picked today. Pickford, Walker, Stones, Maguire, Shaw, Henderson, Rice, Bellingham, Saka, Kane, Foden. Main ones for me, Jordan Henderson. What is the logic in that selection? Luke Shaw hasn't been good enough for Manchester United, for sure. Harry Maguire was good this tournament, I'll admit that. Harry Maguire was very good. I hope he can get some game time for Man United now. John Stones, what was the... I don't know why he picked him. Carl Walker, I'm a bit... Eh, I'm I'm not sure about him. I feel like Kieran Trippier... I would have preferred if they played, played Kieran Trippier. But, like, look at the context form. Like, Trent, I think, would have done a good job tonight. I think... He should have got he should have kept um Trenton instead of Shaw. Mason Mount should have played the whole game for sure instead of Jordan Henderson. Jordan Henderson was terrible today. Uh, Jordan Henderson yeah he scored once against Senegal, but like that doesn't mean you should keep him in the team. He wasn't even that good against Sen- against Senegal. So I just I just can't really find a process to it. I- I'm so I'm so annoyed, man. Um. Yeah, I mean, Harry. Positive. I mean, there's no sort of positive to this. I'm saying. there's no sort. Of, I'm not gonna say, well, this is the right side. Well, we could do this better. No, I'm, I'm not one of those guys. I feel like this is just. I I I I think the one thing I really thought is like, look at what Belgium happened to them. What, what happened to Belgium? Had their best, their go best, their golden generation in, their uh, best team in so long, and. They, 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 got, they got not on the groove stages. they have never been able to deliver. Why? Because their coach hasn't been good enough. Roberto Martinez has never been good enough in my eyes. He got sacked by Everton. And then the, uh, the Belgian affair, not sure what the club it, was like, oh, yeah, we'll have him. Oh, we'd love to have a, a manager sacked by Everton. I'm not trying to rant about Belgium, but, like, what's the process about that? Why would you pick up a sacked manager by Belgium? Same with Gareth Southgate. Oh, I think I feel like the only good thing he's done to get the England job is be good with the youth team. No one, the youth team completely different to the England national team. Yeah, he's good. He's made some good choices. But when we come to an organized team like the US, we barely scrape past the US. By the way, they should have won two 0 McKenny should have scored, and I think Anthony Robertson should have scored at one point. They had like another chance. Um, with P- oh yeah, with Pulisic missed the crossbar. We should have lost that game two 0 So when we meet, or we when we play organized teams, we can't win. We're so bad at organised teams. I don't know why. In, in but that being said, where do we go from here? I where do we go from here? I mean, I mean, I think I think a lot of people probably um loved me ranting. Uh, I think a lot you guys would love me ranting, but I I don't want me to to be ranting after every single tournament that we got knocked out of. So. What happens now? I mean, for me, the, thing, the obvious thing that needs to happen is... Garrett Southgate needs to go. Hire a coach who's, like has the talent... And can take that England team... And make them into... Just turn them into Stardust. Into one of the best teams in the world. I If if Eddie Howe was available... I would have probably taken him. Um, I just don't think there's enough English managers out there... Who could take this team over. Which is why... I thought they'll probably stick to go Celtic, considering they haven't had a lot of success with foreign managers like Fabio Capello and Sven-Goran Eriksson. But the one thing I think a lot of people, I I, I heard a couple um, rumors about this was Thomas Tuchel, and I genuinely think he'd be a great appointment, considering you know he's a good manager. Came in first. Um, came in, won the cha- Champions League with Chelsea in his first season. Had a good spell at Chelsea, actually. Only got sacked because he was, it was pretty harsh sacking in my eyes. Um, so I genu- I think, I think that he would be a, a good, a good choice. I mean, he's probably a, sh- a short-term option. I think they want to go Gareth Salkett because he's a, sort of one of the long-term options. But I think, I think Thomas Suka could get the best out of those players and just. You know what? We need a manager who's... I don't think we need a manager that's young. We need a manager with experience and someone who's won international tournaments before and knows how to win, like, those international tournaments. Or we need a manager who can connect with the players and get the best out of every single one of those players, leading us to be able to win an international tournament. Uh, uh, We need someone probably with a decent system and someone that's able to crack down opponents and someone who has a good knowledge of... World football rather than just English football because then that's that doesn't really help, does it? We we need knowledge of the world of, of world football and we need more foreigners to come to the Premier League and get these get these our uh, English players and English talent ready for the World Cup so that they know what um what what is what to expect from those sort of teams, what system that they're gonna play. Um yeah, that's probably where I'm gonna end it for now. Um for the Raniato podcast. Um yeah I just I I thought I'd just make this cuz I wanted to get my thoughts out to you guys and I think a lot of English fans will probably echo uh hopefully what will echo what I said um tonight in terms of me I'll probably be supporting I I I love an underdog so probably Morocco uh I'd love to see Messi win a world cup so maybe Argentina as well but yeah overall just for me it's disappointment tonight um but one thing I will say is that can as I said, my first ever tournament watching um England was Euro twenty sixteen, um with uh England getting knocked out in the group in the uh round of sixteen to Iceland and also just scraping out their group actually. I think they topped the group but they was they absolutely scraped out of it. They drew two games and won one, so Yeah, it was, um, that was a shamble. And we just now had any sort of heart and desire. Comparing to this, I think one thing I will say is that a lot of English fans will all go to bed tonight, whether in in Qatar, in England, or anywhere around the world. They'll go to bed tonight even more prouder to be English than they were five or six years ago. Goodbye.